0: preparing for growth that we haven't even seen yet right and the question is, is are you as mm-hmm. a business owner are you preparing for growth that you haven't even seen yet or when you start growing are you just gonna let those aches and pains and pain points surface yeah. before you address it real business owner, real business owner, real business
1: owner. whatever your situation is currently is not your forever situation that's really what real business owners is man like we don't care where you come from yeah. where are you going
0: Our goal and our job is to reduce the mistakes that you have to make or the money that you have to lose.
1: You want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be successful? Don't give
0: up. You learn, adjust, and continue to move forward.
1: What's up, Real Business Owners? Welcome back to an episode of the Real Business Owners Podcast with myself, Kel Goodman, and as always, Trevor Cowley. Yo, yo. You guys today on episode 141, as you guys know, like we like to share with you guys, we're constantly growing, scaling, we're learning shit as we go all the time as well. One of the whole reasons with this whole show, it was keeping it real with you guys, letting you know some of the stuff we're going through, what we're learning, what uh, what some of our uh, failures have been recently, and, and uh, really just, pushing ourselves to the next level. And obviously, that's going to be valuable information to you guys as well. And so today, we're going to talk about some of the shifts and things that we've had to make in our company recently just so we can get to that next level, right?
0: Well, yeah, no doubt. I mean, look, we've had some individuals in our organization that's done some amazing things, right? Right. We've had individuals start certain projects and then these individuals get shifted to new projects, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so the idea is... Again, to put yourself in a position to win, put your company in a position to win, put your people in a position to win. Because if you have an individual in your organization that is assigned to a certain task and it's re- just really maybe not their thing, right. but they kind of raise their hand and they're always just that one person that's willing to take on whatever. And so you're like, hey, cool, you can ha- do it. Have yeah. that thing. But maybe it's not their thing. Maybe it's not the thing that they're passionate about. Maybe it's not the thing that they're good at really doing but they're just down for the company yeah and they're down to do whatever they can do to take something off your plate take the headache away from you and be like yeah i'll take that yeah. on but what you need to understand with that you got to be careful with mm-hmm. that because maybe they're not passionate about that maybe that project will burn that individual out maybe you need to bring an individual in that is good in that area right. or outsource that duty to a different organization that works with your company and that's what they're great at, right?
1: And they might be good at everything, but still, if they're spread too thin and they're not, like, great at just the couple areas that they're great in, like, and and I'm so guilty of it because sometimes we do this as visionaries, too. Like, I mean, take Corey, for example. I mean, that's kind of what brought up my, my thoughts on, like, man, like, I got to own this. This is my fault. Like, I keep pulling him in all these directions because... You know, he's always been willing to just be a right-hand guy to us, right? And so, and we know he's just down, like, let's do, I can do this, I can figure it out. And and he's great at figuring these things out, but it's not, it's not his expertise, like some of the technical things or whatever, right? And so, you know, then, then I created a bottleneck. Now he's in a position where he's like, you know, got all these things on his plate that, that he needs to bring to the finish line. And He's not winning, and I'm not winning, and it's because I pulled him in all these different directions, right? Yeah. And sometimes we do this yeah. as like visionaries or whatever, just people running a company, man. Like the head CEO guys, like, oh, I got an idea, let's do this, and, and we do it, we bring it to life, right? And then, you know, when I brought in, when I brought in, obviously the the marketing team to to bring it to the finish line, I know he felt a little bit like, oh man, like, you know, I feel like I let you down because I, I didn't finish these things. I'm like, no. bro, the reason we got it to this point is because of you, but now. I need, you, I need you to be channeled in these areas that you're great at so that you're winning, you're thriving, the company's winning, I'm winning, everybody's winning, dude. And, like, you should pat yourself on the back for helping me bring yeah. you to this point. Now these guys that do that every single day, they can come in and just be like, boom, take it to the finish line, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I remember reading a book. I don't know what book it was, but it was all about starters and finishers. Like, every organization, like That's people.
0: starters. Yeah,
1: yeah. like. People that are great starters and finishers are actually kind of like unicorns, right? Like the lichens, like I talked about right, in the last episode. They're, the they're a little bit rare. And, yeah. and you can become that and develop yeah. that if you're obviously focused on that. But in an organization, you got to understand like a lot of your best players are great starters, but they're not finishers. A lot of your best players are finishers, but they're not great starters. So they need each other, right? And they're not aware of it because mm. they haven't focused on that all these, all these years, right? I can't remember what book that was. That's but.
0: probably the same thing as the. Visionary and the integrator. Maybe the visionary is maybe the starter. Like, hey, this is the vision. Let's start going down that path. Yeah. The integrator comes in and says, "Okay, this is how we're going to weave it in, in our systems and processes, or in our business or organization as of now." Right. right. And so that that's kind of their job. One thing I want to highlight here, real just just real quick, is I hope that you guys noticed where Kel took a little bit of ownership of the situation. Okay, and and I think that a lot of entrepreneurs fell in an area where they could take some Mm -hmm. ownership when maybe an employee isn't performing at the level that maybe you wanted them to perform at. But at the end of the day, you're not really analyzing how much they have on their plate. And you're like, well, how can I expect this level of performance when they have eight different things that they're trying to accomplish with the organization? One thing that we've done as of recent is we're literally trying to get to the point where everybody stays in a lane. The mm-hmm. question is, is what's your fucking lane, right? right? Like that's what needs to be identified. Like if you do not have a lane picked out for an individual, especially an individual like that, he's good. You know, he's good jack, at everything. He's jack of all trades, right? right. Like yeah. maybe, but he can't that, that. doesn't mean he's the best in the entire world at what he does at every little thing, but he knows enough to be dangerous in every little thing right. enough to start the project and drag it to the middle to where it's like, shit, this thing starts having some legs. Yeah. Let's now bring in professionals that this is all they do. And let's really systemize it and get it to the finish line. But Kel mm-hmm. took responsibility, like, yeah, you know, maybe we we were giving him a little too much or maybe so, the idea is like even in, let's, let's use easier accounting for example. The tax planners, their entire job is to tax plan. Right. The accountant's job, the entire job is to make themselves available to communicate on a month to month basis with the clients. The bookkeeper's job is just to do bookkeeping. Right. So, there's these weird, let, let's call it these. You know, like a seven-layer bean dip, right? (laughs) The fucking guacamole ain't worried about what the beans are doing down at the bottom. The cheese ain't worried about what the avocado doing. They just being cheese, you know? They just being avocados. They're just, you know, everybody's in their own fucking lane in that seven-layer bean dip (laughs) until I get up all in that shit. And, and mess it up, right? And yeah. then, then now they're all
1: jumbled. So, well, And let's be real, too, man. It's the best thing you can do for your culture as well. Because if everyone's coming in like what today, you know, like, what are they going to throw at me today? Yeah. Right? And then they, no one knows what they're doing day to day. They don't feel like they're thriving in their job. When people come in and they've got the structure that they need to crush their day yeah. and they're happy, that's obviously adding to your culture and your in your organization dude yeah. like if you're just a mess and you keep pulling people in all these different directions and we do i do it all the time like to be honest with you and yeah, sometimes was... you you got to go through it in order to find mm-hmm. their where where they're like gonna really thrive like man I remember I I pulled Tyler into a couple different positions before we landed him in his operational role right we pulled Cason in some different directions before we figured out like bro you're like the network you're yeah you're now gonna become the networker and you're great people gravitate towards you so you do got to understand your people to put them in the in the right roles but Every position that you create in your company, you've got to have some structure to it make sure shit's getting done. Because that's where everybody feels a sense of accomplishment is yeah. when they get it done. Yeah. Well, so if you can create the team to come in every day, get shit done, everyone knows what they're doing, they're happy. Yeah. And when people are happy, it's a lot easier to infuse that culture that you need in order to keep winning.
0: Well, if all they're getting shit is just dumped on them, dumped on them, dumped on them, and they're just kind of ha- it doesn't feel like one; they're in any form of control, right? Right? Things they're just reacting to things all day, every day, right? Um, but I did, I did want to bring up something here real quick because you hit on it a little bit in terms of this—we're guilty of it, right? Right? right. You, you kind of touched on that a little bit. Guys, when we talk about some of the shit that we're talking about, this is shit that we're still figuring it out on the fly. All the time. So, like, I don't want people listening to it and just be like, holy shit, Trevor and Kent they got this business thing fucking figured out. Like, we're still figuring it out every single day. We learn something yeah. new every single day. We make an adjustment every single day. The idea is to tweak, tweak and we talked about this even when our uh, we have our what we call our core 4 right there's the owners at the top then there's core 4 then there's the managers the right. core 4 are supposed to be leading the managers the managers lead the the kind of the 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 rest of the operation in terms right. of all the other employees right so there's there's these layers to it and at the end of the day like we said okay core 4 you guys have to meet once a week like let's start making some changes let's figure out you know, better communication between sales, between fulfillment and the accountants and, you know, all this stuff. And we even noticed that sometimes they'll be in a meeting for an hour. And then the next week they're in another meeting for an hour, but we're not really seeing tweaks or changes or adjustments. Like, so what we required them to do, this is a little tip for you guys is we required the meetings to be maximum of 30 minutes, right? They are required to email me and Kel after every single meeting with a summary of what they discussed in the meeting and at least one action item, one tweak, one change, one adjustment that would make our company a little bit better, a little Mm -hmm. bit more efficient, whether it's profitability, whether it's, you know, a little bit more clear on certain tasks for certain employees, it doesn't matter what it is, but I want a timeline to that, uh, that action item. And I want who is responsible for that timeline on that action item. Mm -hmm. And this is, again, brand new to us. So you can say that we're brilliant for coming up with this concept. <laughs> uh, but I guess we're only brilliant as of two weeks ago. We should have been doing it 20 <laughs> fucking years ago. Um, we'd be uh, much further along. But again, the whole point of me sharing that is that was one thing that's going to make us better. That yeah. tweak that we required them to do, that one little minor change. They were already having the meetings. Yeah. But now it's f- with more intent because they have to report a summary Right. Action
1: item. And who's responsible yeah. for that action and item. Let's be real. People want to be led, bro. Like they don't want to come in and guess every day. Yes. So if you're coming in and guessing every day and yes. you're just hoping that they figure it out because you've delegated some things to them, but you haven't given them the timelines and you know, the action items and the deadlines and all those things, like, you know, they're, they're just, they're not going to get it done. And then nobody wins. Right. But another thing too, with the meetings is like, we, we've implemented to where one person's leading that meeting, oh, yeah. you know, because sometimes, you know, you, you get in these meetings and there's these tangents and you go off on these tangents and, you know, and and really you've just wasted 30 minutes to an hour that we could have been out on the office servicing clients. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you, you got to have one person leading the meeting. Then the next week someone on the core four will lead the meeting. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and then they'll go ahead, poke some holes in it and assign some t- action items and then send us the summary. But you can't have that old saying, a bunch of chiefs and not any Indians. Like even though they're all leaders in here, they're the core four. One person has to lead that meeting. Say, Hey, this is what, this is the problem we're solving today. I've been seeing this disconnect from clients moving from, from this department to this department. So this is what we're going to solve today. And then we're going to go around, we're going to do a little brainstorming, and then we're going to assign some action items to get this problem solved. Right. But if everyone's trying to lead the meeting, it goes nowhere. Right. So those are some of the things that we had to implement. And then like Trevor said, we had take ownership of some roles that we keep pulling in different directions and just really get shit streamlined. And I can already feel the shift. I can already feel the shift. I can already see the success coming down the pipe from just these little itty bitty shifts and just getting people dialed in the right lane.
0: Yeah. I mean, guys, and also usually, and we've talked about this before on previous podcasts, like when, when something bad happens in your organization, that just shows you where you're weak. That shows yeah. you where you have the ability to improve. So yes, it does absolutely suck. Yes, that shitty thing's going to make you want to quit. That you, and and run away and, and get a normal job right. and you know conform, I guess, right? Yeah. I guess you can either conform or you can transform. Right. And when you conform to the normal, then you'll get normal results, which is sad, depressed, paycheck to pay, you know, that type of situation or you can transform. Right. You can transform your, your company. You can transform yourself by letting that situation mold you into something greater, mold your organization into something better. So yes, we've had some issues. We realized, okay, we cannot just keep the staff that services the amount of clients that we have because as of recent four or five months ago, One staff member quit that was at a high level, which put a lot of pressure on our other staff members in that same situation. Therefore, communication started dipping. Therefore, you know, and this standard that we've been trying to uphold this entire time starts slipping Mm -hmm. and we can either just yell at our people. No, we had to look inside and say, well, shit, you know, we just need to overspend on fulfillment and make sure that this is never an issue again. And so, because of that bad situation, we created even a better process. We, instead of, instead of hiring just one more person, which is what was kind of needed prior to that, we hired three more people in that exact same role, right? So let the pain that you experience in your organization be the learning lessons to make your business greater, right? Right. And some of those pain, pain points could be maybe putting too much on one individual, your job as a leader, your job as the owner of the business is to just give them the support that they need to do their job at a high level. Now, if all you're doing is dumping, 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 that's not support. That's just putting more shit on them, hoping that they sift through it all and something great pops out the other side. That's just not going to happen. It should be, you know, and we're guilty of it. Dump, 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 dump. When it could be like, this is the project. Here's the fucking deadline we're going to be checking in. We want weekly updates on where you're at and seeing if you're on track to hit that eight week deadline or whatever it is. Again, we're evolving, we're growing. We can already see where our company's going to be going here in the next one or two years. Right. And that's put a lot of pressure on us to really, really freaking tighten shit down in the organization and have our leaders and have those like the core four and then the managers and employees and the like, and, 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 re- I think we've made leaps and bounds in terms of strides just over the last four or five months in terms of where we're at versus where we are today and the direction that we're headed because the idea is we're preparing for growth that we haven't even seen yet. And the question is, is are you, as Mm -hmm. a business owner, are you preparing for growth that you haven't even seen yet? Or when you start growing, are you just gonna let those aches and pains and pain points surface before you address it?
1: Well, if you're so scared that you can't, pre-scale for growth you're never gonna scale and no, get the growth no, that's i mean you just can't the, be scared to do it you part know part of the investment
0: yeah. into your business is Absolutely. to prepare it for growth Absolutely. right and dude um,
1: i love i love that um i haven't read it yet just the back just the back of the book but the book Stuman was like hey everyone should read this as far as management it's like um dude it really is not about all the comp plans and bonus plans and and all those things to create a winning culture in your company oh, no, it's just putting everybody yeah. in the in in the right position to win mm-hmm. everybody wants to win like if we're all winning like people will take a pay cut to win you know what i mean they're like i don't want to go out into the field and try and find a new job to make whatever $150,000 a year if i'm winning right here of course they want to grow they want to yeah. get there but it's like if they're happy they're not even looking right yeah. so you know, that, that's what you got to do is just put people in a position where they're winning and thriving in their position. And we're finally getting that shit dialed. Yeah,
0: it at all, at all, at the end of the day, floats back to the owner. It, yeah, flows, it does. flows back to the owner. And, and and you could say your manager, you could yeah. say your employee, you could say this, you mm-hmm. could say that. But at the end of the day, unfortunately, responsibility trickles <laughs> up, <laughs> well, you know, at, to, to the owner's box. And it's true, At man. the end of the day, do do they have the support they need? Do they have the clear outlines of what they need to accomplish on a day-to-day basis to in their eyes say, I'm doing uh, my job at a high level. If they, if there's no benchmark or there's nothing, nothing there. And again, we're guilty of not doing all the shit that we're now telling you to do. These are all things that we've been incorporating into our businesses. These are all things that we've been changing in order to get better. The real question is, is, you know, are you changing? Are you tweaking? Are you making adjustments where you see or are you just letting the business beat you down to the point where you're physically, emotionally, mentally exhausted where you don't even feel like taking on that tweak or that change or that adjustment? Here's what I have to say to the individuals that are kind of like, damn, that's me. What I have to say to you is sometimes it has to get a little bit harder before it gets better. Right. You have to go a little bit deeper into your business and you have to address that thing that's causing you the ache and pain. And when you're here and you don't have the energy and you're addressing something, you're going to have to find the energy to go to that next level to address it. But that ultimately will create a little bit more ease on your shoulders, right? Mm. It'll take a little more ease off of your mind because long-term, you've just handled that situation and it should be a little little smoother. It's not going to be smooth, smooth. I mean, we all know it's business. You know, I was was just
1: telling a lady in our breakout session down at the Avengers um, mastermind. I was like, she's sitting there like saying how she just doesn't have the time and all these things to make these changes. And I'm like, look, lady, if you ever want the freedom of how you feel right now, you you have a business with cash flow. It's going to require you to invest more time and your money into solving this problem. If you ever want to be freed of this problem, like you already know what to do. You're just literally don't want to find you don't want that to have time. To,
0: yeah. You don't want to have to either turn up the spending, yeah. turn up your time, turn up There's your effort. There's something
1: you don't want to give yes. up, which is the comfort of some time that you have, like, and I get it. Yeah. But you have to invest that. That's a sacrifice that you have to make in order to relieve yourself from, from this situation. It's obviously bothering you. You're bringing it up in front of 10 people at a, at a breakout table. Yeah. You exactly. know what I mean? So like, harsh reality, you've got to invest the time and money to fix well, it. Let's, 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 I
0: mean, the, what about systems and processes? Let's say you're running a business with zero systems and processes. Cool. You know, you can do that. That's, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's possible, but not at a high, 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 high high level. Mm-hmm. It just It's just not going to happen. So eventually you're going to come to the realization, holy shit, I need systems and processes. But yeah. guess what? You're operating on a day-to-day basis as is, and you're trying to keep your business afloat as is without yeah. systems and processes. Guess what you have to do now? You have to add a new duty onto your plate of what you already do on a day-to-day basis just to keep your doors open, okay? Mm -hmm. Which is now adding systems and processes on top of your daily duties. Mm -hmm. So you're gonna have to figure out how to weave that in to your organization. So that's a new task on top of all of the old tasks, but this new task is there for the purpose of creating ease later. So everybody wants ease now, but they're not willing to turn it up a notch (laughs) for just a micro minute, again, a month, two months, three months, and and make those tweaks and changes for that ease that they want. And so I didn't, again, we don't, we don't make the rules here, man. Yeah. We just, we, this is the game and we're giving you the rules. We're telling you exactly how we see it. We're telling you what we've experienced. And it's up to you guys to actually take this information and apply it in your business. Which one of your employees is unhappy? Which one of your employees is taking out way too much right now? Where can you take ownership of that? Are there clear, defined roles of what what they need to be doing, what they shouldn't be doing, who's doing what? Like again, make it as simple as possible to the point where they just stay in their lane. It just is what it is, you know. And that's exactly what we've done. We've broken it down to where it's it's it should be easy enough to where there shouldn't be hiccups. Right, but it is. It is life, yeah. you know. Business, well, humans—they all you know, know now it, it, it'll happen. But, yeah,
1: they um, all know. Like coming in, like these are the whatever one, two, or three things I do all day, and I and I crush it, right? Yes. And, and the company needs it, and everybody's winning, and and
0: it's just oh, I need I need a question on an entity. Cool, you go to the entity department. Yeah. that's literally all they do. Right, they just set up entities. Oh, tax planning? Well, mm-hmm. go to the tax planning. That's all they do. Right. Bookkeeping? Go to the bookkeeping bookkeeping department. That's all. It's Absolutely. not one person that's doing bookkeeping, accounting, tax planning uh, uh, yeah. entity. Not mm-hmm. one person is handling all four of those. Yeah, We segment it out so we know exactly who's responsible, where to go for the issue and how to address it. And again, it's not saying that it's a perfect system. Businesses, you can draw out the perfect business, right. but unfortunately, you know, you have to have humans, human elements injected in the business and there's not one perfect human on the planet. So they'll go into there and they'll fuck that up real good. And then your job is to, you know, minimize the fuck ups, right? (laughs) And and, and by simplifying it. Exactly.
1: That's the thing. Keep keeping it simple. Right. But when organizations grow, you, they also outgrow their systems and processes. Right. So there is a, there is a, there's always going to be a need for you to kind of jump back in. Oh, I guess, sure. and, Unless you have like a badass CEO that you've already kind of stepped out from and all that stuff, you're at that level. But there's always going to be adjustments that with growth and scaling your operation, you go from having 10 people in your organization to 30 systems processes are probably gonna have to change and be updated. And so just like I was telling that lady down at Avengers, because obviously she's doing something pretty big. She probably yeah. has systems and processes. She's just, her company's outgrown them. yeah. And then she doesn't want to invest the time because she knew how hard it was the first time yeah. to go back in and spend the time and the money to restructure the things that she needs to restructure to, to relieve herself of this headache, right? But So she's just sitting there with the headache. You know, and it's just as a CEO or but someone you're owning a company. prolonging
0: the headache that could be exactly, there for three years. Exactly. Rather than turning up the, the volume on the workload, so mm-hmm. to speak, for three to six months yeah. to have it dial way back down in six months. Right. You know? And just
1: like just like her, like, so Trevor's been busting his ass for months and months and months on fixing systems and operations on the fulfillment side. And then I've been like, Preparing for growth, building all the the some of the marketing and the all the things that we need, and to obviously fill things back up, right, with clients and all that stuff. And it's like I just kept pulling Corey into all these different directions, and so I finally had to sit there and go, man, what what am I doing? Where we're just not getting this shit done because we have all this cool shit built and Mm -hmm. it's not going live, right? And so I just I did. I just had to ask myself that question, like, okay, what it's me. So what am I doing? Yeah, right. And that's what people need to do when they're at those points in their business where maybe you've experienced growth or maybe you just haven't put great systems and processes in place. It's like, okay, what am I doing to keep my team from being able to bring this to the finish line with me?
0: And the other question is, is who, whose hands can I put this in to get it to the finish line? Exactly. Whether that's in your organization or outside of your organization, yeah. half, half the time it's in our organization, the other half of the time it's out. Right. We literally lean on our network of individuals that we've built. I mean, why, why, why the hell would we have spent the last three years of our life and hundreds of thousands of dollars right. to join masterminds and create a, an, an amazing network, not to lean on them. Right. Right. So we are leaning on them more so than ever at this yeah. point, because those relationships are there. We know them, we like them, we trust them, and we want to do business with them. We want to do business at a high yeah. level. So we hire the high level people, uh, cause we're high level. And people they want your business point. cause yeah. that's their business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, so- everybody has the ability to win. Uh, when one, you're supporting other individuals that, you know, cause you're bringing them in from the outside to, you know, handle the, this, this over here or the marketing over here or whatever it is, you know, I, th- again, quit wearing so many hats. Don't be the marketer. Don't be the accountant. Don't be the, you know, uh, whatever it is in your, right. in your organization, uh, that, that isn't your expertise, focus on the shit that you're good at have the people that are around you, like if there's somebody in your organization that naturally people just gravitate towards and they just love that individual, that individual needs to be put in, in some sort of management or leadership position. If you just see people gravitate towards them, that's what needs to happen. Yeah. So that you can set up your second crew or your second office, or maybe slowly phase yourself out to the point where you're maybe more so focused on marketing. The cool thing about having multiple people is Kel does a lot more of the outside like hey let's bring business in. I've uh, for 7 years or 8 years I was always the inside guy doing the day-to-day shit, hiring, firing, the payroll, the sit down as we're having a brash, hard conversation of why you're shitty in terms of performance and how to make it better. Right. Yeah. That was my thing for like seven years. Why Kel was out hustling bus on the phone, getting business, whatever, whatever. And it's still sort of like that. I'm probably more so the in, internal individual Kel's still on the phone all day. No. He's still, you know, plugging away. How can we get more business in the front doors? Right. And we tackle some of all of this together. I would say I'm a little bit more heavy on the internal side and he's a little bit more heavy on the marketing. Let's bring more clients inside. Um, but again, if he didn't have me, then he would need somebody a little bit more internal. If I didn't have him, I would need somebody a little bit more external, Right. right? Like that that these are things. These are conversations that you need to have with yourself, or your business partners, or other leaders in your organization. Maybe you already have managers. Maybe you already have leaders. Am I giving you the support that you need to operate at a high level? Right. What what else do you need from me? Right. You know what I mean? Like ask those questions. I just got out of the break room and I literally said that. I said, "So it's tax season now. How's everything going?" He's like, "It's already starting to kind of it's coming amp in, up. It, it's right. starting to amp up pretty quick. You yeah. know." Uh, we're already starting to... He's like, dude, I already did like 10 returns today. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> fuck, here we go, right? The Those lucky ab- sons yeah, of guns that already yeah. got
1: theirs done. Yeah, yeah if, <laughs> hey, if you're listening, be
0: early. Yeah. I'm telling you, don't be one of the last minuteers because that shit ends up with an extension because every other human on the planet wants to be last-minute. And so if you try to send <laughs> shit in two weeks before deadline, that's when everybody else is doing it. Now that's there's true. a shit ton of returns. So, um, But no, I just said, dude, please... If you need anything through this tax season, like anything, I said, I don't even, I don't even care if it's a minor thought. If you need something, let us know. I said, our job is to make sure that you have what you need to perform at a high level and all the support around you in order to do that. And so I said, don't wait till it's too late. If there's even a thought, let us know. I said, this has been a problem in the past where maybe it's an ego thing. And I say, how's everything going? And people, do you need any help? Do, can I do anything? Now, I think we're good. Right is that an ego thing or they just don't want to tell the boss that, you know, Hey, the feels like the wheels are coming off, but I don't want to tell him and have him freak (laughs) out. Um, But again, it's just communication, open transparency, and you're probably not communicating well with your employees or with your leaders or your management team or whatever it is, and really understanding what their needs are to see if there's more support that's needed or to figure out a way to make them happier. Maybe they don't need the support, but they're just miserable doing what they're doing. I don't know, right? Right. But it really does come down to just good communication because we've done a lot better I would say in the last two or three months, just about communicating with the leaders of the organization, because they're really responsible for the day-to-day pulse of the yeah. company. And we want to keep close to that in terms of who has the ability to control, you know, our organization yeah. to a certain extent. Right. And so, um, you know, I, uh, again, I- anything, any last, a- any final words, Calbert? No,
1: man. I think, I, I just hope people that, uh, you know, I, I mean, we all go through it all of us in business owners would go through this, man. And so people that are going through it right now, I mean, like Trev said earlier, man, it's like, you got to take ownership, you know, you got to have self-accountability and honestly, you just need self-accountability to win at anything. Mm. Right. So, you know, and and I write about that in in the book, I start with it and I finish with it because it's that valuable to really evolve and, and build this thing that you want to build. You kind of always have that self-accountability is the best thing you can have.
0: I think the podcast coming out on the same day as the book, maybe. Maybe what this is? one is. What uh, what what days the what days the book finally getting published here?
1: Dude, it launches February
0: third. So this episode, no, I think this episode drops on the 9th, mm-hmm. February 9th. So where are they still so go buy it? Yeah, where I need they, your help. Where are they going to go buy? it?
1: <laughs> just go to Amazon. You can literally just type my name in Kill Goodman, or you can type in the Ultimate Networker, or the Ultimate Networking Machine. You know, and then the subtitle is Become Willing, Become wealthy and really it's that's what it's all about man is like willing are you willing to have self-accountability are you willing to invest your hard-earned dollars right like people hold on to these things so it's really a lot about just becoming willing in all these areas that you need to be a top performing networker like you need to have that in your organization somebody needs to be the the networker Someone needs to be that, that person out representing your company bringing bringing business in. And I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't assemble the right team, if I didn't have Trevor, if I didn't have all these things. Otherwise, I'd be just like that solo entrepreneur wearing all the hats stuck at a ceiling. And so this book is just really breaking down how to get your money right, becoming willing to actually invest it and use it as a tool to get your network to grow with the right people. You want to level up in everything, right? It's strategically talking about, you know, Building your systems, your processes, and your team around you so that you can do what you're great at, which is be the face or the networking component of your company and bring that business in. You know, so it's really a lot of those things, but there is also some, like, personal growth stuff in there, too, like the willingness to be a person of self-accountability. Well, admit are you, are when you're a man of well, are you
0: willing are you willing to admit when you're wrong? Are you willing to continue right. to invest into your company? Are you willing to turn up your effort when shit's starting to hit the fan? Yeah. You know, are you willing to, you know, have better communication with your organization? Right. Because sometimes there's some uncomfortable conversations that need to be happening. Yeah. Right. Are you willing to give the support? to your staff that they need to operate at a high level. Yeah. Are you willing to take a step back from pay when it requires you to take a step back from pay 100%. so that your company has the ability to grow at a faster rate? You <laughs> that's, know, like,
1: that's really all it's about, man. It's just becoming willing in all those right areas. Yeah. I even write some cool chapters in there about, you know, becoming aware and owning and being willing to own when you are operating in greed, when you're prejudging out in the marketplace and how that costs you. so I have some cool growth stuff in there as well yeah. and mental stuff uh, to that you need to be aware of as an operator. but then I got that tactical stuff in there like the operations and the team building and and getting your money right and and being a better leader in your organization and and what all those areas of willingness you need to be able to tap into in order to to be an really a badass networker for That's your the business.
0: Ultimate
1: networker It's the ultimate networking machine. The you ult- just get it dot com. O- well, I did buy that domain, but you can actually just get it at killgoodman.com. It'll take okay. you right to the Amazon link, or you can just go right to Amazon and buy it. Okay, so, and I, I am kind of competitive. So with our networks, these guys writing books and shit, I want to crush. I want to crush their book sales. So you know, Trevor when he, when uh, he launches his, I want to crush my book sales. So you guys got to support us. Go buy the book.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> I would say buy like ten uh, would be preferable. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I am. One go, is one is nice. Ten is great. I think I'm gonna roll it out. I think are it's
1: you, like seven bucks, but then I'm gonna raise it to like fifteen or something. Are you later.
0: willing? To support Cal, yeah, and buy ten. Become willing <laughs> yeah. to support yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, so we're talking about willingness, <laughs> you know. Um, anywho, guys, uh, all, all all fun and games, but for real, uh, support Cal. You know, he's uh, invested now three almost three years into this damn podcast, trying to give you guys good information. Make sure you go out there, purchase. I appreciate the book. it, bro. Uh, sh- appreciate uh, it. You know, take a picture of it, share it on your Instagram, tag us, all that good stuff. Um, other than that, guys. You know, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. We wanted to keep it short, keep it sweet, because Kel has a call. In we got minutes. a call. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. We got business to do. All right. Love Take y'all. Care, guys. Take care. Peace. Bye.